Welcome back to the Thoughts and Found podcast with Adam and Danielle McKenzie. In this show, we talk about life's untalked about moments based on our own experiences and those of our guests, as well as the ideas we discover and lessons we learn along the way. We talk about life, work, and relationships, and we don't shy away from the serious, awkward, or funny stuff. And this being our 13th episode, we thought it would be fun to do an episode about some of the superstitious, mysterious, bizarre, coincidental, and otherworldly experiences that parents have reportedly had with their children. It's going to get weird. <laughs> Danielle found, you found a really, some really interesting articles um, online recently, which sort of got our thinking process going about this. Um, do you want to start uh, with a couple of these stories? Sure. or uh... So, um, as one does, and you're, you know, scrolling through Instagram or YouTube or Facebook, um, I came across a BuzzFeed article, and it was 17 times kids saw ghosts and totally scared the living daylights out of their parents. <laughs> so, if this is something you're maybe not keen on, maybe listen to a different episode and have a good day. <laughs> We're going to move on to some creepy stuff. So that's a bit of a warning, I guess. The <laughs> um, first one. When my daughter was three years old, she started telling us that she was being woken up in the night by a man who kept tickling her feet. But she said it didn't scare her because he was always smiling. We figured she was just dreaming until we came across an old picture of my grandparents on their wedding day. And my daughter pointed to my grandfather and said, that's him. That's the man who tickles my feet. My grandfather passed away when I was six. Oh, jeez. That's just eerie. <laughs> eerie and creepy. I was babysitting my friend's toddler who was playing in her room and talking to herself while I made supper. I didn't pay it any mind until I heard her say, I said stop. So I went to check on her and asked who she was talking to. She calmly pointed at the AC vent and said, the family who lives in the vents, the little boy is bothering me. <laughs> <laughs> there's a few more one day i overheard my daughter who was alone in the playroom say to someone okay i'll draw you next but i need to find the red you have blood in your hair oh man <laughs> i haven't even shared these with you have I? I have this, these are just bizarre oh, oh gosh uh, i'm happy oh, our, this is a good one happy our daughter hasn't said anything oh we've quite this bad yet. <laughs> she's not even these ages yet Jeez. i have a tattoo on my arm of my grandmother who passed away seven years before my daughter was born not too long ago my daughter pointed at the tattoo and said she holds me at night sometimes <laughs> once my son asked me who's that at the window we were on the second floor <laughs> you want one more all right, yeah, go okay. Ahead. When my son was a toddler, he had a rocking chair in his bedroom and he was really afraid of it. He kept talking about the boy in his chair. And then one day I saw him waving to someone outside by my bedroom window. When I asked who he was waving to, he said, the boy, he wants me to come play. Well, we finally got rid of the rocking chair and shortly thereafter found out the little boy had drowned behind our house a very long time ago. And I guess he wanted to play with my son. Oh, wow. <laughs> so... Mildly unsettling. Yes, I've got goosebumps. I don't know about you. But oh. I've read these a bunch and still get goosebumps. That's, so that's some crazy. It's, it's it's weird with with children. They you know they do seem to in some cases have this like otherworldly connection. And it's not even that people only report it in real life. I mean, there have been movies made about this phenomenon, like like The Sixth Sense, uh, TV shows. That movie stayed with me for a long ah. time, and it was interesting because they talked about how kids have this like open 
connection or open portal to other worlds that it's almost like a spiritual opening that kind of closes as you grow up but they are closer to the supernatural world than adults are Mm -hmm. oftentimes and they talk about that with animals too that Mm -hmm. oftentimes like you'll see a dog and they're like barking at something in the corner and you're like i don't see anything but they seem to have some sort of perception or acute awareness uh, maybe that yeah, they're drawing on their other other senses that are, are more powerful than ours what we can see or feel or hear smell or something so it's interesting yeah. and ghost the, whisperer we used yeah, to watch that show all the time ghost whisperer and that same talked idea. about the same idea with kids oftentimes or animals or portals i mean obviously adults too but oftentimes kids are sort of perceived as having this lasting connection that kind of Mm. carries over um from like where they came from creation and conception and that Mm. kind of thing that gradually closes over time as they grow up well and um it got us thinking about one of my favorite books uh the prophet by khalil gibran and um in the chapter that where he talks about um advice about children he says your children are not your children they are the sons and daughters of life's longing for itself they come through you but not from you and though they are with you, yet they belong not to you. So he incorporates that like yeah. philosophical notion that they are children are connected, uh, you know, beyond to a to a universe or a, an element of existence beyond yeah. just their their family. And children don't belong to you. I mean, you're their legal guardian, and and you're in charge of their well being and and raising them. But they're not. They don't belong to you. They're not a possession mm-hmm. of you. Mm-hmm. Um, you're entrusted with their care until they are able to care for themselves but that notion of them belonging to you so it's really interesting how that can kind of feed into that extra perception or Mm. extraterrestrial or whatever you want to call it that sort of spiritual world well and some of those stories actually most of them they don't just have an aspect to them of you know a a ghost or goblin in the closet but there's also this this time connection that i find Mm. fascinating like and specific details mm -hmm. too and we've found that even with our own daughter i mean she's two and a half and we haven't we don't have that many examples yet Yet. (laughs) uh but she has said before oh look at the man over there in the corner he's waving to us he's got a black hat and a red shirt on and we're like there's there's no one there okay (laughs) hi and and so you cognitively you know she's probably practicing words and phrases and and ideas she's learning kids have active imaginations right that's a well-known undisputed fact Mm -hmm. kids are exploring their world and using their words and you know there's imaginary friends and that kind of thing so it's very difficult to kind of discern are they making up a story just because it's fun to talk and use words they've learned and concepts or are they actually seeing things or are they just making believe or pretending and mm-hmm. we encourage that kind of growth i mean kids learn best through play right mm-hmm. that's a well-known fact so we encourage them to imagine okay you're playing with your dollhouse what's the dolly doing and getting her dressed and having tea and there's all these things that we encourage and inadvertently is that encouraging <laughs> like visions or are visions mm-hmm. real like it's very interesting to toe that line like it's a it's a blurry line. Well, a lot of times so. there's even the aspect of dreaming in there. Like she said some oh, unusual yeah. things in the morning. We got her like a um, state or sleep states, and yeah, we got her a um, like a plush Grinch for Christmas. <laughs> we wanted a, a Grinch, which is funny in its own right. But well, one, because we saw one of the pop up air ones on a lawn on a, on a Christmas wall or a Christmas winter lawn, winter walk. And she one time thought that. it was hilarious, and yeah. so 
she wanted to change. a thing. <laughs> but one morning she woke up and said that that night she was talking to the, the two white Grinches that were under her bed. It was just really unusual. <laughs> but white Grinches aren't mean, Mommy and Daddy. They're the nice Grinches. The yeah. green ones are mean. Yeah. He didn't have yellow eyes. He had red eyes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, okay. All right. Well, Hi, white Grinches. You... Okay, let's make your bed. <laughs> Hope you had a good sleep. <laughs> Goosebumps. Yeah, that's right. Like, so, do you want to hear more stories from the from the web? I have some more. Okay, and then, then we should tell them a couple of uh, of our own personal experiences too. Okay, that'd be fun. So these are ones about these parents are convinced their children have had past lives, oh, and the stories are eerie. <laughs> okay, uh, here's one. Uh-huh. This mom says her son once told her how lucky he was that he got to choose her as his mom. When she asked him to elaborate, he explained that he was walking through the forest with his other mom when they saw a cabin that she was inside. And in that moment, he decided he wanted her to be his mom this time around. Oh, wow. <laughs> this woman's son used to mention another family, so she asked him to tell her more. She says that he had so much detail it was hard not to believe him. He explained that in the 1940s, he lived in a cabin in the woods in New York where he was a firefighter and had a dog named Pinky. The really crazy part, he says that his mom was his kid's babysitter in his past life. (laughs) Hmm. Um, This one's actually very, very sad and disturbing. But this woman says that when her daughter was four years old, the little girl saw a 9-11 memorial post and pointed out the Twin Towers. And she said the Twin Towers. She told her mom that she had previously worked in the building until one day when it got very hot. She says she tried to escape with her friends but wasn't able to and ended up jumping out of a window to fly like a bird. Wow. Like, that's horrifying. Oh, jeez. Um, there's one more, I guess. That's Yeah, this one's good. Um, this young woman says that when she was a little girl, she started sharing very detailed information about England, specifically Hampton Court Palace. Then, when she was 19, she had the opportunity to visit, and when she stepped inside, she immediately knew where everything was. She even tried to open doors that were locked to show her mom what they were, but those doors had never been opened. (laughs) Um, One more. This woman's niece was definitely a ballerina in a past life. After receiving her first Wiggles ballet bar at a very young age, she sat down and began scraping at her ballet slippers. When asked what she was doing, she replied that she was cutting her slippers like she used to do when she was a ballerina, so she wouldn't slip and hurt her ankles. Do you want more, or is that enough? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, do, do one more. These sure. ones are really gross. Um, oh, yeah, skip some of the, skip some of the really yeah. weird ones then, and just leave us with some uh, ones to ponder. Mm, not that one. Not that one. Oh, as a three-year-old, this woman's daughter told a story about dying in a fire at the carnival where she worked with her brother and her parents, all despite never having been to a carnival in her life. Hmm. These give me goosebumps. Wow. We've had a couple of uh, bizarre experiences, like you and I, uh, in in our time together, and none of them are quite as uh, chilling as some of those, I would say, but uh, should we talk about those ones for a minute? So the... Well, let's go back to when we first noticed this when we were dating and walking around university campus. Perhaps they were on sensors. I don't know. But the lamppost would often either turn on or off as we walked, walked under, walked them. under them when we rode on, on walks. Not by ourselves, though. 
Like it no. never went off when you were by yourself. No. It never went off when I walked under it by myself. Not that I ever noticed. But when we were together, they would. It was almost like we would anticipate it. Like we'd go so, and we're like, okay, okay, oh, there it goes on or off, depending on whether it was already on or off. It would do whatever it mm-hmm. wasn't doing. And I mean, every time. Yeah, <laughs> and it was there was certain lampposts. I mean, so we were trying to figure out are there sensors here that they would turn on at night to like help light the path or something or. Um, or maybe there's was a sh- something times. shorting out, but yeah, it was, it was different, different times. times of day, different Very days unusual. of the week. It didn't have any pattern to it. Mm. And the most unusual part was that when we were by ourselves going under the same post, we didn't notice anything nothing happened. happened. Yeah. It was when we were together, there was some sort of like a force or, energy or something, energy or something. Yeah. and it happened without fail, yeah. even when we were with other people. Mm. Like it was strange and it happened in... Kingston, where we went to university, it happened in Ottawa, oh. where we lived. Mm-hmm. We have yet to experience that in Stratford. Of course, we haven't been doing a lot of walking around at, at night. <laughs> we don't do a lot of walking around night. when we've got a two and a half year old right. at home in bed. So, but that that was certainly that was certainly bizarre. But we got so used to it, we're like, oh, 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 oh there it goes. There it goes again. Uh, it was weird. And then when we moved into um, our first house. Uh, it was a 1930s farmhouse, and you were going to say it was in 1930. <laughs> It was that it was in 1930. Are we talking about past lives here? No, no, not that I'm aware of at this oh, point. It was a house built in, in the, the 1930s. 1930s. Yes, we moved in in 2007. That's right. That's right. And I think it was the first night that we were in. It was that the very house, the first night. night. And just for some context, like, there was a very steep wooden staircase that didn't even have a railing on one side for half the staircase, just because of the the design and layout of the home. It, it was pretty steep. And it went straight up to the upstairs and to a platform. And that platform uh, was sort of the, the, the landing. The landing for and, the upstairs. And it sort of connected, all the, all the bedrooms connected to it. And then the bathroom was yeah. there too. So our bedroom was just to one side of the staircase. And and you had to um, you go, go across the landing into the bathroom. So that first night, I woke up, went to the bathroom, was going back to bed. And I suddenly remembered I was I was you know, looking looking down and there was a boy I remember so clearly dressed in you know 1930s 30s attire like with, with a, a newsboy, newsboy cap, cap on. on and a little vest and some like you know baggy pants and shoes and like it, I, I still I, I'm getting goosebumps I'm getting I think goosebumps about it. all over my body Touched he was just he didn't do anything so he was just just standing looking at me. It wasn't scary. It wasn't like yeah, trying to frighten. Yeah, you didn't say he was sinister looking at all. Not at just... all. It was just like a little boy just standing there looking at me. And I froze in my tracks and I it was so real. And I made just like like a, a beeline straight into our room, jumped in bed. I was, I was almost shaking. And then I, I remember I just, I fell asleep really, really fast again and then woke up the next morning, but I could still remember this. And the, cognitively, I know that... I was probably standing at the top of the stairs, yeah. and there was a there's a, a staircase post at the bottom. We would throw our, our jackets yeah, on it, or, or yeah. even like set a hat on it, or something like that. So consciously, I know that I probably was half asleep. It's dark. And I came out of the bathroom and like new made house. a <laughs> made a slight wrong turn and ended up at the top of the stairs because it was looking. You could right have down. easily coming out of the bathroom. If you, you went could sort of two or three feet farther out, just come right down the stairs. Yeah. If you didn't take a two foot kind of like jog to the left yeah. to the master bedroom, yeah. so it, you said 
you thought it was some sort of like a be careful like just you stop in your tracks just yeah go back like find the bedroom you're yeah. gonna fall but down don't the take another step toward it was like it was yeah. like it was a he like, didn't it was, say anything but no, he just stood there it was there. just like a safety a safety warning yeah, and that's he what, knows the house yeah and uh <laughs> you don't <laughs> it would be really fascinating if we could find out more of the history on that home. yeah who lived there and, i mean this, the house has some interesting history anyway because um it was actually from where it was built it was actually picked up on a trailer and moved to the location it was uh, when we moved in well it, it used to be a farmhouse yeah. and then they developed the street and so they had to move the house um, up, up to where the line of the houses the line of the houses yeah. when they started the track yeah. housing in the 60s and so so we, we do some really cool the, photos of the of our house on the back on of a trailer. massive trailer being, being, moved. being moved so be, so there's obviously some, some interesting history to the that yeah. house anyway but what did I we still, call the little boy? Oh, we called we named him Virgil because that was the name of the, uh, street. the street we lived on. And we still time. talk about Virgil because yeah. Virgil moves things. That's right. This <laughs> in our sto- story number two, and this started at that. This house started as well. at, at the Virgil Street, Virgil Road house. But things like twist ties and bread tags and elastic bands would go. I don't know. We'd Missing? O- we'd open up a, like a loaf of bread for breakfast in the morning. Set and we just tag down it would, it would be, And it would be the only thing like on the counter. The loaf of bread, the tag, we'd get some bread out to make some toast or sandwiches or whatever we were doing. Turn around to close the bread. No tag. Gone. I could have sworn you were playing gone. jokes gone. on me, but like it, it was happening. Not under the loaf of bread, not on the floor. The dog didn't get up and take it off the counter. We didn't even have a dog the first year in that house. <laughs> It was weird. It was gone. Yeah. So we had to get a new one out or, of the cupboard. And again, we, we tried to think about it practically. Like, you know, did we brush it onto the floor and like under the kitchen island? Every or did we... single but time. It, it was, there was phases where <laughs> it happened. Elastic bands. Oh, yeah. Twist ties. Like any sort of fastener. <laughs> fastener that was used in the kitchen. In food. Yeah. yeah. It was pretty much only in the kitchen. Yeah. And it still happened at our next house. Mm-hmm. And it's happened a couple times here. And I could have sworn it was you pranking me. I sometimes no. like it was just it was. It would be funny the first couple times. Go? Like, and it, then it, it is, just gets weird. And I, I wondered, did I was I just not thinking? And I happened to throw it in the garbage while I was you know thinking about what I was making for lunch that day or something. But we would lose these things like and just couldn't find them. So we started keeping another little. When we did manage to keep, we keep them, all of them, so we now we have a whole dish. container of like <laughs> case, a thousand bread tags and twist ties. I mean, our daughter knows what these things are because. Wow. They go missing, and we have this giant stash of them for a rainy day. That's right. Yeah, that was that was super super weird. Super weird is just, is super is. weird. Yeah. It still happens. Knock on wood. It hasn't so happened in a while Virgil though. A lot. But we think he might have come with us. Yeah. When and anything then, weird happens, we're like Virgil. Virgil. Or, Virgil, are you here? Yeah. <laughs> so it's oh. an entirely appropriate 1930s name too. Yeah. That's <laughs> it's right. awesome. Well, and then also at that house, this is the third thing that happened at that that house was. So it was, it was late afternoon one day. It was still like like sunny enough. So I would say it was like four o'clock or five o'clock. Anyway, yeah. I remember it being nice weather. It was like in the summer, and I was looking at the front door. No, we weren't. We you happened to just walk over to the front door. door. We were doing something else. You happened to walk over. You didn't say anything to me. Yeah. And I happened to walk over to the front door. And we both, at the same time. And we both were just looking out because you can see like sort of out a stretch of um, like sky out out uh, our front, front door. door across the other house. We didn't hear and, anything. Like, like, I don't even know why but, we both went over there. But we said, like, we we actually saw, like, like lights in the sky. Like, typically what you would see in, like, like a, a UFO, UFO footage, like, sighting or something like that. These were like, different... randomly breaking... moving in the sky, like, yeah. like, like all would, over the place. But then they would, they would jet jerk. away and then jerk 
back together, almost in like a formation. Very dirty. Like very dirty. But then they would hold still, and they were they were different colors. Like I remember being. Like, yeah, there was I don't a red remember different colors. Green. I remember just white lights. Yeah. But I remember saying to you, like, "Are you seeing this? Like, like do you that? see what is happening?" And you said, "Yeah. Like, what is that?" It wasn't a plane. It wasn't like it was. There were too many of them to be. There was probably some like, sort of. Like, there was like a dozen of them, I would yeah. say, if I remember. And they were moving around and then coming back into these formations. It was so weird. And unfortunately, this was before like cell phones. Everybody had like a yeah smartphone in their pocket. We were so captivated. I don't think we would have even thought to capture it because yeah. it was so momentary. Yeah. And then they were gone. They just vanished. Now, they but vanished. We, but we were still probably watching them for like like a, half a minute. Yeah, thirty seconds. Thirty seconds. Was, they were there, and we were both like looking at each other and looking like, back and, and wondering, what is this? Mouths hanging open, yeah. not making a sound. We're just, we were both just like drawn to the window or the door. We had a glass door, mm-hmm. like a screen storm door that you could see completely out of. There was no like obvious there. reflection. There was no like like nothing that we no could sounds. see. There was no sound. But these were clearly things moving around in the sky. And since then, I've actually seen. I mentioned before, like footage that oh, looks yeah. similar to what we, it's we exactly saw like it, ufo stuff it was super super yeah. bizarre never again never again no was no that sense. when we first moved in i forget i forget exactly when that happened but um, before the dog because she wasn't she wasn't there so it would have been in the first either. year or so that we yeah. were in that house yeah. but then we just kind of stood there for a minute and we're like what the heck what did, was that and what did we just see yeah, and we weird. just walked away and started making supper mm-hmm. <laughs> like, okay. that was fun yeah, that was weird <laughs> Well, and I've also, um, you know, I was thinking about it too. Like even my my dad said at one point he had a really unusual experience where um, we were driving back. This was after our family had moved to Stratford, mm-hmm. and we still had had uh, the rest of our family was in Burlington, and it's about an hour and a half drive usually. When we would go down in the winter, it would often take a lot longer uh, because of a lot of snowstorms. We live in a snowbelt area, and one time in particular, I remember him saying we we were coming home. The drive was taking longer. It was at night, and it was snowing. And he, I remember him saying that um, my brother and I were asleep in the back seat, and he was driving along, just trying to really focus on staying on the road. And my mom was kind of just sleeping in the front seat as well. And he said that all of a sudden he remembers hearing his mom's voice say his name. Say his name. His name's David. And he said like David really sharply in his ear. And he said he like he jolted, and he said he he, wake up he or something, feel, or something, something like that. David wake up or something. And he thinks like at that point he was like nodding getting off. tired himself because the the drive was long. It was like and he thought he might have been nodding off and that it was literally like like him getting a, like a guardian a guardian <laughs> guardian wake up call yeah. from from his okay. his mother who who was dead at that point too. Yeah. And so it's I mean again you just kind of think about it and go wow that sounds that's bizarre but he still says to this day that that he thinks he was you know he was. Shaken awake yeah. by somebody. Um, I don't while know he was a driving. single person who doesn't have some sort of story about something happening to them or someone they know that's connected to some sort of paranormal experience, experience activity, small, big, or a very like deeply coincidental thing yeah, that, that that you, you know can't um, really hits, almost hits that away. threshold of is it was it real or not? Yeah, yeah. And parents with kids have strange have a lot of strange experiences yeah so tell us your stories (laughs) yeah this would be if you know someone or has happened to you or your kids or friends dogs whatever i want to know like people's stories it's really interesting so yeah we invite you to send us a a voice message through the anchor.fm app or on um our on our spotify site you can leave comments um 
or messages through that system as well. Facebook, Instagram at Thoughts and Found on both of those on our website. Website is uh, thoughtsandfound.com. Yeah. Yeah, we'd love to hear uh, your experiences and uh, it might give us more to talk about in a future media Halloween episode or something yeah, like that. We, we do that. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> in help, so many ways. Help us feel more more sane <laughs> about our existence or or perhaps a little bit more uh excited about what we can expect to hear from uh from our daughter she gets older or continues yeah. to to change so Should we leave it there i guess so okay <laughs> thanks so much for listening this has been a fun episode for us to do for our big 13th episode have a great day wherever you are or have been bye for now